0: Hello, beautiful alchemist. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And today we are going to be chatting with Kate Fowley. Now, Kate Fowley, if you've been listening to the podcast for some years, you may remember her as a guest some years ago. And it's actually one of the things I love about this work and the community that has built around the podcast and all the people I get to interview and meet. I've had an opportunity to watch Kate's uh, journey unfold over the years through social media. So when she came on the podcast about four or five years ago, uh, a big part of our conversation had to do with um, the beautiful writing that she was doing at the time and looking at astrology in relation to different aspects of our lives. And um, it was a great conversation. But since then, she has evolved in so many ways on a personal level, of course, but this has also caused an evolution of her business and her offerings. So what we are going to explore with Kate today is all about tarot and hypnosis. So these are two things, two tools that have supported her journey, but we're going to talk about how they can support your journey as well. And I personally, I am very much in love with tarot, and it is a tool that I use in my personal practice. And most of you know, I have a deck that is coming out very soon. So this um, tool is something that I think a lot of people can get a lot of benefit out of, and Kate will share more of why. But as I mentioned, she also is going to talk to us about the power of self-hypnosis and a program that she has to support us in exploring that aspect of our self-healing as well. So Kate, I just want to thank her um, for showing up here on Reiki Radio again. I'm sure you'll enjoy the conversation and I will see you on the other side. Hey everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. Today I'm excited to have a beautiful guest that we've all met before, Kate Sally. Kate, I just want to say first of all, I'm so excited to hear about all that has been going on with you and for you since our last conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. We were just saying how long it has been. I think it was like 4 years ago, 3-4 years ago that I was last on and I can't even remember what we were talking about, but it's going to be a very different conversation today, for sure. Yeah,
0: but that's the cool thing about this work, and I hope like from the start, yeah. people really get that you really do evolve personally, but then that also creates this evolution in your work itself. So let's just start there, because when we did speak, however long ago, <laughs> like four or five years back... Um, I know at that time, um, I believe we spoke about some tarot, but there was a lot of focus on the writing that you were doing to support people in their work and in their path. So can we have a little bit of background about you in your uh, work that you do now, how you got on this path and how it has evolved for you?
1: Yeah, it's so funny to think that I was so into writing back then. Um, and I still am so into writing now. I've always been a writer, um, yeah. but I do it in such a different way now. I think that, I think of my path is sort of evolving from uh, a freelance writer. Like I was a full-time freelance writer, really like from, from the jump. And then I kind of gradually made my, my foray into tarot and the more esoteric arts. And um, now I'm pretty much like full-time tarot, like full-time yeah. tarot. Astrology and all of these new other um, practices that I'm learning now, but yeah, I think about just me evolving from like what I would think to be like a freelance writer, and then just like coming gradually, increasingly out of the broom closet and um, evolving into even more full expressions of of that that magical being that I'm <laughs> that I hope to be becoming.
0: Yeah, I love that out of the broom closet. Yeah, I'm so so many people can relate to that. But I have to ask you that too, because through your writing, I mean, and I do remember that your writing um, is absolutely beautiful, but was it at all, what was coming through you at that time? Did your writing in some way shape the path that you took and did that open doors or different curiosities for you based on whatever the different topics were that you were writing?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, For sure. Like I'm, I'm very interested in research and I definitely like I'm a Virgo moon so that's how I like process things I like to research I like to write about things and I like to just like let my curiosity sort of see where it takes me like even and that's why I was sort of drawn to freelance writing because it's sort of just like pitching ideas like oh I want to explore this I want to explore this um so yeah my 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 writing life really definitely helped me to evolve into just the more more interested to the esoteric
0: yeah, because now that I'm saying that, I do remember part of our conversation and what even drew me into your work back then. You had written um, an article that had to do with our signs in relation to something. Like it may have been food or our signs related to the seasons, but it was something very specific. And I remember it being really cool. So right now, though, there are so many beautiful offerings that you have. And the reason I want to have this conversation is one just because of how beautifully your path is evolving. But I know this happens for a lot of people and you have become like a tarot queen. Like you share such beautiful videos and you know your messages and everything on Instagram. I love all of your posts, but can you talk a little bit about, because a lot of people start like with Oracle and then they may find their way dipping their toe into tarot. Some people are still like, what is tarot even? So how yeah. did you come into working with tarot cards and what do you want people to know about them in general?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I was gifted my first deck when I was very young. I was 11 years old when a friend of mine gave me my first deck and I was so fascinated by it at that age, but I was also like afraid of it. Like I was like, I, I don't know if I can have this in my house. This is freaky. So I ended up giving it away, but the seed was planted in me from a very mm-hmm. young age always sort of been into like horror films and like Halloween and spooky kind of things like that I've always been drawn to the the darkness the dark side of things I guess a little bit and um much later in my life, in my late 20s, uh, during my Saturn return, I discovered a journal entry that I had written to myself from that, that age, that uh, 11-year-old um, self. Like, I, I wrote, like, dear future self, I hope that you become a tarot reader. I have a deck now, but I, I'm, I'm afraid of it, and I'm, like, overwhelmed by it. So I, like, kind of forecasted my future for myself in a way. Um, and I've always been a journaler. journaler is so Journaling is so magic. But I discovered this, like, message from my my childhood self when I was like, I just had a really potent time in my life at a potent turning point in my life where I was just sort of, you know, the Saturn return, we think about that as being a period of just like, you know, committing to what it means to be your most authentic self on your path, which is a whole other, a whole other story, but... I found that and it resonated with me. And I chose to take that as like a sign. And I was like, you know what, it does feel right for me to get into tarot. So from that point on, I kind of just fell down the rabbit hole of um, YouTubers who were doing tarot books, just like reading as much as I possibly could about tarot and really falling in love with it. And it was really kind of a fast and furious, like it just kind of almost felt like, it just felt like coming home to myself, you know, like what, like working with a tool that you really love and that really, that really um, feels good to you and feels like affirming to you and, and, and supportive. It just felt really natural to me. So that tarot gave kind of way to, you know, my interest in astrology and like merging the two. And yeah, I guess I kind of just reached a point where I had been, you know, just reading for friends and reading for other people. And then it just sort of made sense to me at a certain point that I would do this as a business, and the rest is kind of history.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you really do. I love watching your videos and what you post, and I have to ask you this too, um, because I have a deck that's coming out sometime soon, but I wanted to ask you about, because a lot of people don't realize how powerful of a tool cards can be for our self-work, and so could you talk a little bit about how tarot can actually support us personally personally on our path and what that relationship building with the cards has been like for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's such a good point. And that's what I'm really interested in about tarot. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be about divination. It doesn't need to be about reading the future. It can be whatever you want it to be. These are your cards. You can use them in whatever way you want to, but. I would definitely, you know, implore you to explore your relationship with tarot. Anyone who's listening to this and has a deck and they're curious to activate its power in your life. It's about really thinking about like, how do I want to use this tool and how do I feel called to engage with it? What does it mean for me to pull a card every day and just like see what happens? I think, yeah, really the magic in tarot happens when you are interested in your responses to the cards and If a card comes up that gives you uh, an emotional response, like that's an invitation to go deeper and say, what's here for me? You know, what's present for me as opposed to, oh no, I shouldn't do this. You know, tarot shouldn't be about shutting ourselves down. It should be about expanding our and enriching our perceptions and, and giving us more opportunities and more options to work with. So yeah, like tarot and journaling, beautiful practice together.
0: I love that expanding and enriching our experience because a lot of people, again, you know, they have, there's a lot of misconceptions about tarot and so many reasons of why there has been like this fear that's been built up around the cards themselves. Um, But I know that I've seen actually for quite a bit. Now you have the curio tarot school and um, based on the way that you deliver messages on your Instagram I imagine the school must be phenomenal. So can you talk a little bit about what even inspired you to create this program and who it's for? What's the journey we take in
1: this? Thank you. Yeah, it's a six-week course to master the tarot fundamentals. So you're going to learn all of the card meanings and how you relate to the cards, what they mean for you, and really just how to engage with this tool in your own authentic way and step Mm -hmm. into role of tarot reader you know whatever that looks like for you and really feel empowered in that really own that and really just make the most of of this tool in your life and really discover like it's like sort of like a six-week framework to play in tarot and I think what I, I I love giving tarot readings but I love 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 even more teaching tarot because it's so beautiful to help someone to you know create their own empowering relationship with this like such so powerful tool and like how that become a ritual in their day so yeah
0: yeah i i often look at the cards as like little teachers i have decks like all over like literally right here there's one they're all over my desk but i love i look at them as like these little teachers these little guides that we have that mirror back so much to us and give us a lot of support and encouragement
1: yeah they they're they're medicine right every single Mm -hmm. one for us
0: yeah no absolutely So even in thinking about that, I know that you also offer, um, I've seen on your website where you have even a download where people can have references for the cards if they um, wanna get more clear on the meanings of the cards. But you also, in a lot of what you share, you talk a lot about the moon phases. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you a bit about that because that's another thing people tend to be curious about where there's a lot of attention given to the new and full moon but not necessarily everything in between. So can you, um, share a little bit about what the moon phases mean for you, what that can teach us a mirror back for us and what it is that you like people to know about that?
1: Yeah, I, I adore following the moon. It is such a beautiful guide for me. So like I said, I am a Virgo moon, my, my placement, my natal placement, um, my, my Virgo moon means that I am very, your, your, your moon sign in astrology represents your emotional needs in your inner world. So Virgo, my Virgo moon means that I am quite time oriented and quite structured. And that's what I need in order to feel um, grounded in the world. So leaning into using the moon and the cycles of the moon as my like guiding time my concept of time just really works for me in, in that it like is, is a way to kind of like keep myself accountable. Like, and just like measure time by the moon just makes more sense to me. And it feels more important, like empowering and supportive to me rather than like holding myself accountable to timelines in any sort of like very structured, hard ass kind of way. So that is sort of like why I, f- I love the moon. It just helps me to feel like it's, it's my time. It's, it's, it's a time system for me, essentially. But yeah, leaning into just looking at how my energy changes in relationship to the waxing and waning moon is something that really is just supportive for me helping to make the most of my energy and you know we think about the new moon as being the lowest energy point of the lunar cycle where things are starting things are new so oh it's it's our cue to to turn a little bit more inward check in with what's going on in our inner world what's my truth what's my intention that i want to set and then the waxing moon which moves all the way to the full moon is about you know energy building taking action being headstrong and experimental and then the full moon is about release like let, letting letting some Something out and that's a high high energy time and then then the moon wanes again and goes all the way back to new so just like experimenting with how my energy changes in relationship to the moon and also just using it as like sort of my timer like oh this is a time where i should be doing this or this might be feeling and of course it's not about shoulds but um yeah just it's about really feeling into my my process, I guess, of life and living, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes total sense. And I love things like that because I think it also reminds us to be where we are sometimes and not resist where we might be in certain cycles. Yeah. yeah. But also I just realized because I believe you're a Pisces, right? So I'm like, oh Virgo Moon, were you born on a new moon?
1: I was born on a full moon. I was born on a full moon eclipse actually.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So, okay, so we have all of this. And the, the cool thing about your work and then like just everything under this esoteric umbrella, it's interesting how it all points back to us. And I try to always emphasize that to people, no matter which tool you use, you have the moon phases, you have the tarot cards, you have all of these beautiful systems that are available to us, but they all mirror back us and our journey and our process and you know how we uh, move through all of this. But then I noticed that you are doing some new type of work that is also very, very interesting. Um, And I don't think we've talked about it much on the podcast. So I want to talk to you about the hypnosis part and the time cycle techniques that you are now um, working with and sharing with people. So how did you come into this work? And could you tell us a little bit what it's about?
1: Yeah. So I recently just did a program where I got five different certifications, um, hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, EFT, tapping, and life and success coaching. So this was basically a crash course in all of these different techniques, which I think are going to be a really beautiful way to um, just help clients and serve clients in a more robust way. So yeah, it's all about, you know, basically to me, just working with our, working with our mind and really engaging with our thoughts and our perceptions in a way that helps us to feel more empowered over them. And we, you know, like NLP is just a beautiful way to like understand how our our mind communicates to us and how that informs our actions and how we are not powerless to that, but we can change that. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to, to dive in with those. I only just recently got certified. So I have this, this new, new course offering, which is all about hypnosis. And I'm so excited to see what happens with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's one of the interesting things too, because I think a lot of times, um, you know, not just when you're doing this work, but life in general, we tend to think it's the external world that needs to change. Like, oh, I'm so upset about my career. I'm so upset about my relationship, whatever it may be. We always, well, we have a tendency, I should say to think like, Oh, how do I change what's out there? But the mind is really where the magic is. And it's, it's so crazy how impactful it is to like shift our mind. And that literally shifts everything um, in our life path. So I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, a lot of people, especially when we are feeling stuck or we are looking only to the external. How? What is this class? What is the journey about? And I know it's called You Are the Spell, which I love the title. (laughs) So what is the class about and who is it for?
1: Yeah, so it is three hypnosis, three weeks of Hypnosis immersion, basically. So hypnosis basically facilitates like direct access to the unconscious mind to help us really create some powerful changes in our inner world so that we can create changes in the outer world as a result of that. you are the spell three weeks to unlock your personal power with hypnosis is basically all about really uncovering, you know, what you can achieve when you believe in yourself. So week one is all about reclaiming your past. So any sort of limiting decisions that you made in the past or emotions that you don't need to bring forward with you from the past, we can change your perception of those and, you know, extract the key wisdoms, extract the power and leave what we don't need anymore. We can do that with hypnosis. And week two is all about about really reframing your relationship with the present and turning your power, turning your magic all the way on and really going deeper into a sense of who am I, what do I really want and how can I just start to embody like the energy of the, the me that I know that I am in this life. And then week three is all about creating your future really moving forward into confidence. And basically, I, I love time techniques. Time techniques is going to be a big focus for week three because we can insert our goals in our future timeline in a really, really cool way, which I'm excited to, to use. And yeah, really just create some, some big shifts in the inner world and have them spill outward. That's
0: beautiful. So I have to ask you this, because I think a lot of times when people hear hypnosis, they think like, maybe they're going to come to this class, and you're going to have a pendulum and you're going to be putting people under or this type of thing. But (laughs) I I imagine a lot of this is, you know, some, you know, consciously aware, guided work, but then also is it self hypnosis? Could you go a little deeper into um, what that may look like for people?
1: Yeah. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. No one can hypnotize you. Your mind does this to you. And it's all about me just being a guide uh, to your inner world. So I guide you through a framework and you you do all the work and your imagination just gets to, to take over. And it's really fun and relaxing and you have control the whole time. It is not, you know, like, the the stage hypnosis that we see um, that's a totally different thing right yeah. but yeah um, I I do like to kind of play with the idea of just making things of course I, I like to play with the idea of magic and like my branding for the whole course is pretty um I don't know I guess it's maybe a little bit stagey looking because that's who I am. You know, I like to have fun with, with, with colors and crystal balls and things like that. But I mean, it's all, it's all you like you are the magic and I just want to help you tap into that. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I uh, listen. That's what I love about all of this work in general. I think it really emphasizes that like, you really are the magic. You are the key. You are the secret. (laughs) Like, You are all the things, you know, it's so crazy, but I want, and so that's what I wanna ask you about because I think this can help a lot of people as well. Like say if they do wanna come in and learn tarot or they do wanna come in and do this like next level of self-work and reflection, right? A lot of times when we come into these different things again because we have been so conditioned to think everything is very externalized, a lot of times we come into learning things and don't quite know how to internalize or don't know really how to apply it, it's like, oh, I got some information. Yeah, but if you don't apply it, like that's where the magic is, right? So I wanted to ask you about that in your path and what that has been like to really like take what you've learned and put it into practice and how that's even shaped and changed you. So if you could tell us like what that has been directly aligned with tarot like how that has really supported your path in that application. But then also with this hypnosis, like what has the impact of that been for you personally?
1: Yeah, it's so important to know that it's it's a different experience of a tool when you actually use it versus when you're collecting tools, right? It's exactly. So um, yeah, tarot is... an ever-changing and always very important part of my life I I pull cards for myself every day um, and that is an evolving relationship I just like to think of it as an extension of my an extension of my myself in a way Um, I pull I, I tend to find that after 2020 and into 2021 I've kind of found that with my relationship with tarot I'm tending to find increasingly that less is more when it comes to tarot so I used to be really into doing big elaborate spreads for myself and really into like creating spreads for myself and doing them in ritual and having having a big moment with myself in the tarot. And there's definitely a time and a place for that. But as I am growing... And I think, I I used to think that maybe this was like in connection with 2020 and all of the things that changed, but I think it's just about, I think it's just about me growing up as a, as a human being. Um, Yeah. Less is more with tarot. I I tend to just pull one card a day and use that as what do I need to know today? What is my medicine for the day? And that seems to be good right now. Sometimes I'll do some journaling, but it's, it's a really big part of my morning routine and my evening routine. Like that's a really grounding thing for me. And tarot is always like a little bit of a part of that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, my, that's how tarot has been um, incorporated into my life. But with hypnosis, um, yeah, self-hypnosis is something that I am really like leaning into practicing more because it's, 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 it's new in my life. And I'm excited to, I, I, I've had some, sh- some beautiful shifts with other people. Um, and self-hypnosis is something that you can definitely do in, in big and small ways. And it can look very different, um, in different contexts and yeah, I like to be pretty experimental, like with everything that I do and Mm -hmm. hypnosis is different. So yeah, hypnosis, there's definitely a time and a place for some self-hypnosis in my life as well.
0: That's really cool. And I have to ask you this, so just curious about it. You know, um, I know a lot of times, like when we think about these, like shift our mind, shift our life things, a lot of times they are goal oriented, like, you know, I want to make a change again in my outer world. So I have to shift what's going on internally. And we talked about, you know, the impact of the mind. But even in this work, is there a lot of um, emotional transformation that comes through? Is there a lot of that that becomes unearthed for people? And even in your own way? how has that shifted things for you?
1: Yeah. Hypnosis is really potent and Mm -hmm. I've seen, and I've only ever heard, like other people who have studied it have just told me some, some wild stories, like of shifts that happen so quickly, like getting over fears and breaking blocks and breaking, you know, patterns and and habits and things like that. Like it, it really is very, very potent. And for me, I've had, you know, even just moving through my, my course over this last year, which I just graduated from, I guess, maybe a month ago, um, really overcame a lot of in particular um, money blocks with myself and really my relationship to abundance and my, my body and my, my worth and the concept of worth and value has just become so much more expansive for me. So I like my relationship to my thinking about that has changed tenfold over the course of like I don't know probably even like if I could some uh, if I could like calculate how many hours like um all of these these hypnosis um, catalyzed shifts in me took place like it was like not that much time at all like very very potent tool
0: yeah and that in itself is so powerful because I think that's another one of the things we don't realize is like we think we want to shift like that like maybe our relationship to money and abundance yeah. and Um, All of these things. And it's like, as you shift even your relationship, just base level, your relationship with yourself, like the way you see yourself, what you think you deserve, all of these things, that by default is going to shift your relationship to everything. So it's really, really cool.
1: Totally. Yeah, that's a really, really good point too, right? Like when we're talking about money, we're talking about so much. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, so. it's not just the money.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. But I love it too because listening to you say that, I'm like, it's funny because I guess even from the outside looking in, I've been watching in the background, like on Instagram, I've seen you, the evolution of your work and how much you share because you do share so much more now. And you do, um, it's so beautiful. Like, you just look so comfortable in your skin and the way that you explain things it's just your whole expression now I can see how it's evolved over the years of us knowing each other you know what I mean and yeah. so yeah it's like the proof is in the pudding right there
1: yeah oh thank you so much it's true yeah it's all about embodiment right
0: yeah completely so of yeah. course you know we keep mentioning your Instagram so people will have it down in the show description but can you just give us your handle because I'd be curious if I was listening.
1: Yeah, it is at Kate underscore Fowley, um, K-A-I-T underscore F-O-W-L-I-E. I post a lot, probably, probably, I'm probably on Instagram too much, but there's a time and a place, there's seasons that you go through, right? I'm in an Instagram season, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool though. And speaking of seasons and this, I wanted to... um ask you about that as well because a lot of what you share it tends to be like collective focus and again you do um make sure to pay attention to the moon phases in these types of things but a lot of the information that you provide um uh, on the social platforms and uh, like looking at collective energy right but then even the classes that you teach go more into the the self so i, I wanted to ask you what is your personal thoughts around that like How much um, uh, we learn from the collective consciousness, so to speak, or even what's going on collectively with the shifts with seasons and moon phases, and then what that is mirroring to the self in those personal cycles we're going through.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on in the stars that is so easy to see for me reflected (laughs) in the people that are around me right now. And that's a really good um, way to engage with astrology. And so it's a really interesting, like, oh, this is, this planet is doing this. What's happening in my life right now? How am I seeing these themes mirrored in what's happening around me? But Yeah, this year is a big year of just rebuilding. And if 2020 was kind of a year of breakdown, like a lot of a lot of destructive kind of themes playing out in the astrology in 2020, Uh, 2021 is definitely all about really kind of really assessing and firming up cracks in our foundation. Jupiter Mm -hmm. and Saturn are going to work hard for us in the sign of Aquarius. So wherever there's probably one area, you know, of your life, if you're listening to this, that is undergoing some, some assessment and some reconstruction and really getting, getting, you know, set up to start building and planning for the long-term again. So I think, and I, you know, I noticed this in myself, like it's, it's, it's uncanny how literally all of this is playing out. (laughs) Um, Like if you've been following astrology in 2020, or you just started following astrology in 2020, you know, you've probably been heavily convinced that this is, it's just so interesting to, to, to note relations, right?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing I think is interesting. Again, another um I think big misconception that people have because I well now so much of this is being talked about and um people are learning so much more about all of these different topics. But before, if you said astrology, it was like literally people thought like, oh my sun sign, <laughs> like the end, the yeah. end of the story. But it yeah. is really cool looking at what's going on collectively, but again, looking at how that's mirroring back in our lives.
1: Oh yeah for sure. there's many yeah many many different ways to engage with astrology and your sun sign is a perfect place to start.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. So I have to ask you that too. So you do have the courses like you have the Tarot course. it's a six week course people can learn even if they're beginners. And I would say and this is just because of personal experience, even if you're not a beginner, It can be really cool a lot of times to take beginner classes because you learn still things that you may have not known before, especially when you have a different teacher. So I like taking different classes just to get different perspectives. So you have that six week um, tarot class and then you also have the upcoming You Are the Spell. So with that, though, that is actually going to start in August um, yeah. On the 21st, but enrollment is available right now through your website, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct.
0: Okay. So the classes aside, do people get to work with you one-on-one? Do you do one-on-one coaching? And what does that entail?
1: I do. I do one-on-one tarot readings right now, which I also, I incorporate tarot and astrology. So if you get a tarot reading with me, there's going to be some astrology involved. I'm definitely going to look at your chart and seeing, see what's happening for you. So yeah, tarot and astrology is the way to work with me one-on-one. I don't currently have a coaching offering yet, but that is also in the works, but not in this moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So with that, I have to ask too. So with the tarot, (laughs) do people tend to come for like the major themes of life? Like, Kate, I want to come to you because I want clarity on my relationship. I want clarity on my life path. Or do people just sometimes come just in general? Like, Hey, I just want to see what's going on. And do you have a preference of style of reading
1: or are you open? A Good question. Yeah, general check in with the universe. Anytime you feel called to just check in uh, with your path and really clarify where you are headed, Um, or if if things are falling apart and you want to clarify where things are headed. There's never there's never really a bad time for a tarot reading as long as you feel called to. Uh, you know get some some clarity in this moment and clarify your your perspectives then tarot is an awesome tool for that but the way that I tend to do readings is I create all of my own spreads so you can go on my online shop it is at kvalley.com and yeah I have a bunch of a bunch of different spreads like there's one that I've created for like conjuring confidence there's one that I've created for like activating aligned expansion so if you're you know heading forward into your next chapter and you could just use like a little bit of a launch pad. There's like a a bunch of different, very specific like offerings that I have. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. And I think that takes the, the guessing out or the intimidation out for people who may want a reading, but they're like, I don't know what to ask, but yeah, that makes it more clear. Very cool. So I wanted to ask you about too, because even in the beginning of this conversation, you literally said journaling is so magic and you do have an offering called magical journaling missions or it includes magical journal journaling missions and you being the amazing writer that you are (laughs) I have to know more about this so what is this about and how does it support us in our self-work
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. Yeah. It was that, that offering is called uh, midsummer missives. It was a timely one, but definitely still on offer if you want to get it. But I felt called to create um, midsummer missives because the astrology of this last summer, midsummer um, around summer solstice was so intense. (laughs) Like there was so much changing in June and July that I wanted to you know, create a, a way for people to really engage with the astrology and engage with how it was playing out in their life by offering daily journal prompts and daily frameworks for journaling. So I loved that style, of course, and I'll definitely be doing it again. So like work with, work with the astrology at this particular time, work with the astrology at this particular time. That's something that I definitely want to do more of moving forward.
0: Very, very cool. Yeah. I'm interested in, I might pop in for that because one, I yeah. love to write. Um, but I also, again, like to look at the energies that we're in collectively, but also be very reflective of how that may be coming up for me. And I want to highlight for people too, because sometimes people wonder, well, like why? Okay. So I know what's going on in the stars or collectively and like, so, but I think a lot of times it can help us one to not be in resistance, not to beat ourselves up. Um, also see where there may be opportunities, like all of these different things. So I wanted to ask you about that. Because in tarot, there are cards that scare the crap out of people. In astrology, there are some um, um, aspects that scare the crap out of people. What do you want people to know about the challenging themes that come up? And how again, like, you know, using your language and like how that is medicine for us?
1: Uh, yeah really good question there's a time and a place for all those energies right even the energy of the tower card in the tarot sometimes that is exactly what we need and sometimes that can be such a blessing it's a, the energy for example of the tower of like stress building energy building up inside and then the top pops off and then you finally have uh, the moment where you can let it all out, like you finally have something that happens that lets it all out. Sometimes that can be what you need, and it's all about what what is needed at any given time, right? It's all about it's all about just yeah. Like there's no there's no one way, and I think that our our relationship to that, like our thinking about that, maybe worrying about what might happen or something like that, like that's not, you know, doesn't necessarily need to be part of the medicine you know what I mean like it's, yeah. it's just like the truth like sometimes we, we all the death is is part of of life like falling apart is part of rebuilding it's like there's no there's no dark without light right
0: yes yeah and then again I mean it's like this beautiful um awareness and understanding just like you said like sometimes it is exactly what we need but then there's always the the wisdom that can come on the other side.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to say, like, it really has been amazing watching you, um, just even through social media, the journey, the growth and everything. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about before we go. I didn't want to forget. I see that you also had the season of the witch bundle. And considering that we're like almost in the... The witching season <laughs> so um i wanted to ask you about that what is the season of the witch bundle oh thank you so much
1: for mm-hmm. asking yeah, my season of the witch bundle is so that's if you get that you're going to get my six weeks to master the tarot fundamentals course and my you are the spell my three-week hypnosis offering at a little bit of a discounted price so if you want to really go full-on transformation mode and make the most of this magical season that we're heading okay. into that is that is the bundle to get
0: beautiful and the tarot um Of course, I just wanted to also ask, is it self paced? And is it something that people have access to once they enroll for all time? Okay,
1: totally self paced. Um, You're gonna have access to the materials forever once you buy it. So
0: Okay, that's Um, so beautiful. Well, listen, Kate, it really has been like I said, it's been fun watching your journey. And I can't wait to see how it continues to evolve. And as we're wrapping it up on that note, I just want to ask you if you have any encouragement around that for people who, because think back at the beginning, like of your journey even, and you know how at first it can be a little confusing of like, am I going the right way? Um, Or I'm taking these things. And I don't know, there often is a sense of excitement and then falling right into I'm lost. What am I doing? And I, I just wanted to know like on your path, What has that been like and how do you work through that now or how do you allow the journey to unfold now?
1: Oh, man, it's so important to remind myself actively now, even now that we are all of us on the right path, no matter what. In the detours, even the perceived wrong turns or mistakes that we make are so important, you know, like never underestimate the skills that you're building in one area and how they might manifest in the next season of your life. It's all so important. So, yeah, it's so important to be present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, again, look at your path. I mean, you are still a writer, but I mean, you were a freelance writer, and then, like, look at the offerings you have now and the way that you're contributing, and who knows yep. what it will grow into. So, mm-hmm. I just want to thank you so much, Kate, for one, all that you do offer and share. I want to encourage everyone to follow you on Instagram, go to your website, check out your classes, all of the things, because, you know, one of the things I love is that we do get to share our stories and what has helped us on our path. But I'm sure there are a lot of people that will resonate with what you've shared. So thank you so much for coming today.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. It was a joy to talk to you.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we'll always have fun. So, thank you everyone for being here. Um, be sure to go to katefowley.com. The links to her website and her Instagram are in the show description, and we'll see you next time. Okay, beautiful alchemist. I just want to say a very, very special thank you again to Kate for coming back onto Reiki Radio and sharing her journey with us. I also want to remind all of you, if you would like to see the beautiful offering she has on Instagram, go to Kate, K-A-I-T underscore Fowley, F-O-W-L-I-E. And if you want to learn more about her work or even take some of her classes, go to her website, KateFowley.com. Again, that's K-A-I-T-F-O-W-L-I-E.com. And I also want to let you know, um, I get a lot of messages in the background asking what's new, am I offering Reiki classes, all of these things. I still don't have any in-person Reiki classes scheduled um, at this time. I am still wrapping up some projects and I've done quite a bit of traveling in the last year. So what I am still doing, if you'd like to work with me, is you can join the Alchemy Circle There is group mentoring, guided journeys, so much beautiful work we do together in the Alchemy Circle. But the alchemists within the Alchemy Circle also have additional things they do together like book clubs and healing circles and dance events all online. So it's very, very cool. And you can join us there. Just go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. And upcoming, um, in the month of September, we will be meeting in the Alchemy Circle every morning to do Reiki practices together. This is something that we did last year throughout the entire month of May. and it's something that really supports us, <laughs> all of us in um, being more diligent in our practice, but strengthening our personal relationship to our practice. So, if you'd like to join us again, go to theenergeticalchemist.com and join the Alchemy Circle. And for all of you ready to, to go diving deep into tarot or to take the "You Are the Spellcast" class, woo! You are the spell cast You are the spell class with Kate. Be sure to go to katevalley.com. As always, I thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next time. Remember to always journey in love.